Cause sometimes I be right Hello Welcome back Cyber Family For those of you joining us for the first time Welcome to the show Yes, 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 yes Special edition of the show Gonna have some fun today Welcome everybody, everybody Make your way in, make your way in Settle in, settle in. Welcome to the show. This is Sometimes I'll Be Right. I am your host, John Farris, reporting live from Trash Can Studios. As always, joined by my co-host, Wally. Say what's up, Wally. So, to be honest, full transparency, uh, this episode was pre-recorded because this week is my seventh wedding anniversary. That's right. Clap it up. Give me a round of applause today. Seven wonderful years, y'all. Any of you out there who have a girlfriend, who are married, have a boyfriend, whatever, you know, ain't no way I was going to look at my wife and tell her, hey, put whatever plans we have on hold, I got to go record a show. She wasn't having it. So, happy wife, happy life. I'm pre-recording this. So, unfortunately, not really going to have much to say uh, about the games this weekend about the predictions I made last week, or even the uh, the Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder fight. I'll have to recap that for you guys next week, give you my thoughts and opinions on that next week. Hopefully, it was an amazing event. But, fear not, my friends. Fear not, cyber family. Cyber being S-I-B-R, sometimes I'd be right. Thinking that's, I'm thinking that's what I'm going to call it. If you if you're a supporter of the show, I, I think I'm gonna call you uh, call us the cyber cyber family. Let me know what y'all think of that. Maybe it's maybe it's stupid. I thought it was cool. I thought it would look cool on a t-shirt. You know, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> but don't worry, today's show is still gonna be fun. Still gonna be fun because what I want to do today is spend is dedicate time, dedicate the whole show to let's talk about boxing, right? So, I I really like boxing. I love boxing. I enjoy watching boxing. I've said multiple times, to me, there's no greater event than a big, big fight night, right? Saturday night, big fight night, good fight card. There's nothing better. The excitement, the energy, the, the, the anxiety, all of that. Nothing greater. Does, to me, it doesn't even matter what weight class. You got the, the greats fighting the greats. Top guys fighting the top guys, big event, nothing nothing better. But you also know that there's, for years now, kind of been this argument and this chatter of boxing's dead. Boxing's dead. UFC is, is, is taking over boxing. UFC has surpassed boxing as a superior fighting sport, combat sport. And I want to talk about it. Not not UFC versus boxing in the way of which one's better. Because to be honest with you, that's that's subjective. It, a personal preference. Me, I prefer boxing. And part of it might just be because that's what I grew up watching. Another part of it is UFC, for someone who doesn't understand the different concentrations, whether it's jujitsu or or uh, karate, or wrestling, or all these all these different 
areas that you combine into the sport. If you don't understand those, those little segments, if you, you don't get it, it, it looks very chaotic, right? Like it looks, a lot of times you'll see a guy grabbing another guy and they're kind of hand wrestling up against the cage and you're like, oh, this is boring. What is this? But that's just because you don't get it. I don't get it. It's like with the things they're doing in there, the technical moves they're making, the hand position, he's grabbing this part of the arm to try to turn that. If you're not in that world, you don't see it the same. It's just like um, when when Manny fought Floyd, we had, at my house, I had a bunch of my friends over, family over, and we were all hyped to watch it. Me and my brothers, we were hyped to watch that fight. And that entire fight, we were engaged. My friends who didn't really watch boxing, they were just begging for a knockout. They were bored. They thought it was a boring fight. Because if you don't watch boxing all the time, you don't really get the little subtle moves. Look where his foot's going here. He's trying to get that position. He's trying to set up this. You don't see all that. It's boring for you. That's the same problem you're going to have in, uh, in in MMA. And that's where I stand. For I've watched multiple UFC fights, UFC events, and I like it. I don't think it's just something I'm going to dedicate too much of my time into. But it's undeniable that the way they promote their fighters and their fight cards and their events is is excellent. Excellent promotion. And the biggest thing is there seems to be a UFC event every weekend. Now, I know there's no way it can be, but that's what it appears to be. There's always an event. Always something happening. Over and over and over and over every week like clockwork and you're getting guys fighting each other. Right? It's very rare in the UFC that you'll have these two guys who are the top who don't face off against each other. Like they're built on the idea of these guys are going to fight each other. You're going to fight him. You're going to fight him. And some people think, oh, it's, it's, you know, they're run better because they have Dana White and he's the commissioner. He's the head. He makes the decisions. There's a single governing body. Boxing needs that. Boxing has, you know, the WBO, the WBA, the WBC, the IBF, and they have all these different things. And then they have promoters, and they have their stable of fighters, and they won't commingle with those promoters' fighters, so we don't get to see the best of the best. I don't think it's that complicated. I think it's very simple. Boxing used to be king. Like, boxing, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, even the 80s, king. Right? Like, people watched boxing all the time. It was a big deal. And now it's become more of a, you know, the people who love it, love it. The people who don't, don't. Every once in a while, you'll get an event that just gets the interest of the world and everyone kind of tunes in. And then you think, this boxing's back. And then it goes right back to what it was and the viewership that it was. And this is why you get people coming into the sport like Jake Paul and Logan Paul. right? And I know it's annoying. I know. I don't want to be that guy that talks about them all the time. Trust me. I don't and I won't be. But if we're talking about boxing and we're talking about boxing in 2021 and going forward, they have to be included in the conversation. Because what they're doing is causing boxing fans and boxers alike to answer questions about them, think about them, and figure out where their place in this whole thing is. So much like I did with 
college football a couple weeks ago. I, not as confidently, <laughs> but I think I may have figured out a way to improve boxing standing in sports and raise it up and get it onto a level where it's back to being a national topic. Where we can put it right on the same level as the big three sports in, in North America. And maybe even bigger because we could put it on a world scale because boxing's all over the world, much like soccer. It could be that type of sport where globally you're having big events and 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 massive uh, viewership. And I think I figured out a way to do it. But before we dive too deep into that, I think we have to go through history. So number one, I think the biggest problem with boxing is the pay-per-view model. I think pay-per-view, which started out as a tool, you know, as like a, a special event type of thing, has become the primary way for boxing to promote itself and to be viewed. And I think that that's, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. And I know maybe that's just my opinion, but I think we would all agree. I think just taking aside any analytics you want to run, any just common sense says to me, if there was a big fight that they hyped up and that was promoted on ESPN, that was promoted on Fox, that was promoted on ABC, that was promoted on all these stations, there was commercials running on every station that you guys are affiliated with, because let's face it, Disney owns everything. They own every channel. They got everything. So if you, across all your platforms, Google ads, all that was advertising a fight, and that fight was coming on at 8 p.m. Saturday night on ABC, free TV. Even if you don't have a cable box, cable subscription, you using the little rabbit ears, you can get this channel. It was going to be there 8 o'clock, a big, big fight. You don't think. That those 500,000 pay-per-view buys that you're praying to God you get, you don't think that would turn into 2 million people watching? I'm just saying, just me, common sense. Whenever a fight comes up, I have to say in my mind, do I want to pay for that? Right? Because they're asking you to pay. For example, Floyd Mayweather fought Andre Berto. For his, what then was his last fight to go 49-0. and 0. Guess who didn't watch it? Me. Guess who didn't pay for it? Me. I wasn't going to pay a premium price to watch Floyd Mayweather fight Andre Berto. No. Why would I pay for that? We know the outcome. Was anybody thinking Andre Berto was going to win? No. So why am I going to watch it? We know exactly what it's going to look like. Floyd is going to do what he always does. He's going to go 12 rounds. He's going to have spots where he looks amazing. He's going to be a defensive fighter. He's going to dodge punches. It's going to look easy. He's going to get the dub. He's going to say something humble at the end. Oh, he's a good fighter. And then we're going to move on and I just wasted $100. No thanks. Don't want it. Right? It's to me, it's if that fight were free on TV, I'd watch it. Right? So HBO stopped airing fights. Right? They st they got out of the fight game. They stopped doing the HBO pay per view. They stopped doing the free fights. And I think a lot of that has to do with the idea that their pay per view numbers weren't what they wanted them to be. 
They were probably losing money on the events. They were paying for the events and they weren't getting the the, the, the return on investment because the pay-per-view numbers were low. And people were looking at that like, oh, the interest in boxing is gone. People aren't interested in boxing anymore. The numbers aren't there. It's like, no, the numbers aren't there because the price keeps going up and the product keeps going down. Look, if if you're a fight fan, Leo Santa Cruz fighting Tank Davis was an amazing fight while it lasted. <laughs> now, listen, Tank took him out with one of the most beautiful uppercuts you will ever see. It was perfect. And it was set up. It was something he saw in a previous round and said, I'm going to come back to that and set him up for that shot. It was beautiful. Most of you probably didn't see the fight because it was a pay-per-view fight. Imagine if that fight, if that fight would have been on ESPN for free on a Saturday night. That fight. I guarantee you, more than whoever bought the pay-per-view, more you would have got more numbers. But the problem is, is in boxing, if you're not fighting on pay-per-view, you're not viewed as the guy. And everyone now says, well, I'm a pay-per-view fighter. I'm a main event fighter. So everybody wants to be on that that pay-per-view headlining. And what happens is you get on there and you get 110,000 pay-per-view buys. And now you look like a failure. So now they're like, ah, you're not worth pay-per-view. No, if pay-per-view was relegated to the special fights, then, then we would pay. See, I think, I think most, most businesses, from everything I've ever read, heard, listened to, seen in interviews from people who run businesses, ultimately... You have to put in so much more than you get, right, in the start. And then you you go over a hump, and then it's, whoa, you take off from there, right? So initially, you're going to lose. You're going to lose money. You got to spend money to get the venue, spend money to get the fighters, spend money to get the promoters, spend money to get the refreshments and the food and the concessions and all that stuff. You spend all this money on event. You spend $10 million on your very first combat sport event and you sell tickets, bring people in. You see how many can we sell? And then you're probably going to take a loss. But what you're hoping is that event is so good. It's run so well. The fights are so good that people want to come back. And the people who went, let's say you could sell 10,000 tickets and you only sold 6,000. You took a loss. But you're hoping that the event was so good that those 6,000 people are going to go back and say, next time that person has an event, I'm going. And they're hoping that they're going to go back to their friends and their family and say, hey, listen, that event was amazing. We got to go next time. And then you're hoping that 6,000 turns into 10,000. And that it just keeps growing and growing and growing. But initially, you have to take the loss and you have to be comfortable with it because you're starting out and you're trying to grow your reputation. For some reason, in boxing, it seems like nobody wants to take the loss. Everybody wants to hit the ground, make the money, and go. Somebody's got to take the loss. Somebody's got to look in the mirror and say, hey, listen, if I've spent... If I lose $5 million today, but I can make $100 million in six months, 
would you take that trade? I would say, yeah. Yeah, because in six months, I'm not even going to be worried about that five million because I'm going to make so much more. So my idea is this. You have to rebuild the brand of boxing. You have to rebuild the, the magic of a big boxing event. Because right now, casual fans who come and go through boxing, who show up for Canelo events, are not really watching all your other events. Because I'll pay for every single Canelo fight. Because I love Canelo. I trust in Canelo. I know what he's going to bring to the fight. It's going to be an exciting fight. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be anxiety-inducing. It's going to be like, what's going to happen in this fight? You know, you trust that brand. It was built up for you. But people who watch that aren't going to then go spend $60 in two weeks when you have Tiafimo Lopez fighting. Like, they're, they're just, they're not going to do it. Like, I just spent 100 on Canelo. I'm not spending another 60 on these two guys who I barely know. Those are casual fans. You know what they would do? Watch the Canelo fight, pay for it, and then in two weeks, you're telling them there's another big fight coming up, but it's for free. They're going to watch it, even for a second. And that's when you hope that your product is good enough to suck them in. And hold them there. And keep them interested. So I feel like I'm I'm rambling a little bit. So let, let me try to be... Let me try to focus here, right? Just so you guys know, I'm on the juice today, man. <laughs> I got the Mountain Dew Rise energy drink. It's an early morning. Needed a little pick-me-up. Started drinking this. And I'm, I'm feeling it, y'all. I got I got the juice running through my veins. My apologies if this is podcast cheating. I apologize. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> I'm not the only one. I'm sure y'all drinking energy drinks when you're doing podcasts or your Twitch. Yeah, you're doing your little gaming channels. My my bad. Listen, when I said when you say you're little, that makes it seem like I'm diminishing your your channel. I'm not. My bad. I'm sorry, y'all. When you're doing your gaming and you're doing that for hours, you definitely on the juice. Don't judge me. Anyway. So the first major pay-per-view fight was in 1981. It was Sugar Ray Leonard versus Tommy Hearns. Doesn't that sound like pay-per-view? Doesn't that sound like it was supposed to be on pay-per-view? Right? That just sounds like a major event that people would be willing to pay for. Why? Because I guarantee you... I'm Because I know... They watched Sugar Ray Leonard before on TV for free. Didn't have to pay for it. Just turned on their TVs. There was the fight. And they watched him. They saw him. They saw him in the Olympics. They knew who Tommy Hearns was. They saw him. They saw him on TV. They saw him fight. They promoted these guys. Because boxing was king. And people were able to watch fights and didn't have to pay for it. So they were able to invest themselves in it. Because all they were giving up was their time. And they were already home, watching TV anyway. Turn on the fight. Let's see what this is. And the fighters back then were fighters. They weren't worried about protecting their records to get pay-per-view. See, once pay-per-view came into the equation and it took off and pay-per-view became like, oh, people were willing to buy the events, promoters immediately switched to how can we get pay-per-view events? 
we need to make pay-per-view events. And they forgot what made the pay-per-view so special was that we had already seen this guy fight. We already knew what they could do. And we knew what this other guy could do. And if they ever got together and fought, oh my, I need to see that. So when you have that fight and you put it on pay-per-view, I have to buy that. I need to, I need to see that fight. That's the fight I want to see. Pay-per-view should be designated only for the must-see fights. The must, the absolute top. Triple G Canelo needed to be pay-per-view, deserved to be pay-per-view. Pacquiao Mayweather deserved to be pay-per-view. You know what doesn't deserve to be pay-per-view? Logan Paul versus Mayweather exhibition should not be pay-per-view. Jake Paul versus anybody should not be pay-per-view. You know what should be pay-per-view? I got nothing. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I got so I got so caught up that I was about to say a dumb name. I was about to say the Terrence Crawford Sean Porter fight should be pay-per-view, but I don't even think that should be pay-per-view. Tank Davis right now shouldn't be pay-per-view unless he's going against like a Lomachenko. Like, that's a fight that you're like, I. when you think about it, I need to know what happens in that fight. You got the skill of Lomachenko, the speed versus the skill and power of Tank. Like, wh- how is that class going to turn out? That's a fight you need to see. Ryan Garcia versus Tank is a fight you would need to see. That would deserve to be on pay-per-view. But fights like Wilder Fury don't need to be pay-per-view. See? You know what I mean? Like, so DAZN came in and they had a great motto it was a subscription service so you pay ten dollars a month and every fight that we have every fight we have gets broadcasted on the zone and you get access to all of those fights and all you did was pay ten dollars a month which turns into 120 dollars a year if you were going to buy one fight it would have costed you 80 dollars so you're essentially, for the price of less than two fights, you're getting six or seven fights throughout the year. That's a wonderful idea. That's a really cool idea. So now I don't feel like I'm just spending an insane amount of money for this one fight. But I'm paying a small amount on a monthly basis. And I'm getting the fights that you're going to be airing. And I'm getting also fighters back catalog so I can kind of watch their older fights and catch up on them and and get invested. It's like a, it's like a fan a fan dream. So when they signed Canelo to a massive contract, like 300 million dollars for like four six fights I think, six fights it was I think, something like that. It was a, for me it was a it was like no brainer, get the zone. Because he's going to fight at least twice a year. So I'm going to spend 10 dollars a month to watch Canelo fight twice a year. Don't have to worry about the pay-per-view. Don't have to worry about dishing out $60, dollars $80. Sometimes even 100 for a pay-per-view. I already got it. And I get all of his old fights that I can watch anytime I feel like it. And I get all types of behind-the-scenes content that they were doing. Wonderful model. You know what they did? They raised the price. Why? Because they had to. Because they weren't getting the subscriptions they wanted or they needed in order to be able to pay these exorbitant amount of money. So they took a little bit of a loss. So a way to get something back was to raise the price. So they doubled it. It was now $20 a year. You know what some people started doing? Like me. Don't have the zone. 
you buy the zone the month of the fight. And you pay for the month, you pay the $20, and then you get the fight. So now you're paying $20 for the pay-per-view. <laughs> and then the next month, you don't re-up because, hey, nothing's coming on that I want to see. So whatever. When there's a fight that I want to see coming on at the beginning of the month, I'll buy the, I'll pay for the month, and then I'll watch the fight, and then that's it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But just think about the model of that, though. The idea that pay this low amount. And then you have access to all of this. And then that eliminates the the pay-per-view and the need to say, hey, we have to do that. If I have a million people giving me $10, that's $10 million I made. Right? Now, you're going to take a loss on that over the course of maybe even the first five years. You're going to lose a bunch. But... If you continue to put on the big, big fights, more and more people are going to want to sign up for zone. The problem is, is with the boxing promoters, nobody wants to join that because your paychecks are going to be a lot less. And who am I or anyone else to say when you're a boxer or a fighter, don't make the most amount of money you can. Get as much as you can. That's a dangerous sport. That's a dangerous thing you got into. But at the same time, you did choose to get into it. And I think when you get into it, most boxers on the lower levels, before they become the megastar, which there's only, what, six? Six megastars who command multi-million dollars per fight? How many people are getting seven, eight figures to fight? Not many. Even Jake Paul, who's who's rumored to be, he's making a ton of money, only got like a guaranteed, what, 600000 Like, come on, man. That's a lot of money, sure. But put it up next to a Canelo who gets $20, $30 million a fight, like, it's chump change. So even a million dollars, like, there's very few guys who are making a guaranteed million on the fight. And they always run back to, well, if we had the pay-per-view, then we could get parts of the, we can get a percentage of the pay-per-view, and then we could do this. And it's like, the problem is, is people don't want to pay for the pay-per-view. We don't want to pay for your fight. We don't, we don't know what we're going to get. We don't think this is worth it for us. Times are tough. And after COVID, with people being out of work for so long, and, and people losing their jobs, and people being, like, we not, no, no. You know what happened for me? During uh, quarantine, um, ESPN had like a stretch. I believe it was August. Where it was like, maybe it was July. It was one of those. But they had like a month straight where every, like, it was like a weird time. It was like a Saturday there was a fight. Tuesday there was a fight. Thursday there was a fight. The next Saturday there was a fight. There was a fight the following Sunday. Like, it was fights boom, 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 boom right after one another. And you know what I did? I watched them. Not every single one, but you watched them. There was boxing on. There wasn't much. There wasn't any other sports on at the time. Everybody was shut down. It was, it was looking bad for sports in America. And they had these events on, and there was nobody there. It was just the trainers. They had to go into this little bubble, this one little hotel they had, and the events were great. It was boxing on TV for free. I could just turn on. Not into the fight? Now nah, I'll turn it off. Hey, this fight's kind of interesting, and you watched it. 
imagine if they did that, but instead of beginning fighters, they had the big guys on. Right? Bigger than that, what if you had one fight card, just one, that had multiple high-level fighters on the same card? Imagine. Imagine, for a second, if you will, if the Fury Wilder 3 card would have been Fury and Wilder as the headliners. The co-main event was Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter. The one below that was Ryan Garcia versus Jojo Diaz. And the one before that was Tank Davis versus whoever. Imagine that as your fight card. Every single fight you, you're watching. You're, as, a, as a boxing fan, you're sitting down to watch. And you know what you're doing? If you're like me, you're going to have at least one friend over who doesn't really watch boxing. And you're going to say, hey, listen, sit down and watch this tank guy. Watch what he does. Put him in there with somebody who's not really up to his level. Fine. Let him knock him out. Hey, man, sorry. You got to get sacrificed for the night. <laughs> Yo, you got to be the sacrificial lamb, bro. We need this guy to start this event off with a bang. So he knocks him out. Bow. Spectacular fashion. Your friend is, oh, my God. Did you see that? Oh, watch the next fight. See what happens. Now you get a higher level. Right? Now you got the Garcia, Jojo Diaz. You got a little higher level boxing. Boom, boom, boom. And you're like, oh, that was exciting. That was fun. Well, what's next? Oh, well, next is Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter. Oh, my God. Do you remember the Errol Spence-Sean Porter fight? Come on. You're going to watch that and be like, this is amazing. Like, I can't believe this. And then you have the heavyweights go. And you know, very high chance that somebody in that fight is getting knocked out. Because heavyweight fights don't usually go 12 rounds. They're too big, too strong. Not enough stamina. They don't want to be in there for 12 rounds. They try and kill each other. And that's an amazing night of fights. And we didn't pay for it. It was free. I paid my monthly fee for my cable service, whatever provider you have, and you got that fight card. On October 9th, you got that fight card on your ESPN or your Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS, doesn't matter. That's what you had. Imagine what that would do for the casual fan. Imagine what that would do for the person who loves boxing. Imagine what that would do in terms of ESPN promoting it with the response would be on SportsCenter later that night. I guarantee you that gets more that gets more viewers than any pay-per-view you would have ever had. Now, the problem would be for these promoters and these companies is how can we monetize it? How can we get the money for that? We want to get the most amount of money per view ever. You know how you could? You have to take the loss on that one. And then you have to make your next fight card just as entertaining, just as interesting. Because you can't control what the fight outcome is going to be. You could put the two names in there, but we don't know if the fight's going to be exciting or bad. We don't know. But you have to at least have the names to go in there and fight. And what you do is you do what Dana White does. You look at 
matchups. You need to match guys together who can who you know their styles will create action and interest. Don't put two guys in there that throw pillow hands. Put two guys in there. One of them can have pillow hands. One of them could be like a slick boxer. Let the other one just be a slugger, brawler. Come straight forward, take 10 punches to give you one. Have one of those guys, those matchups that will create that interest. That will keep people watching and saying, oh, look at that. Rather than you could kind of turn away from the TV because we know what's happening. These are two guys who were kind of just floating around each other, throwing a jab every once in a while. Play matchmaker. And that's, that's, and if you do that, if I have two, three fight cards in one year that's of that quality, if you gave me that, and then when Canelo fought on the six, you gave me another fight card with big names on it, with top guys on it, and was like, wow, look at that fight card. Like, holy crap, that's two in a row. That's one in October, one in November. Come January, you could have another fight card and you could sell that to me. But don't sell it to me at the premium price. Sell it to me at a lower price. A $24.95 price. And then you could say, hey, listen, the last two events we put on, you know what you got. This one. Give us a little kickback. And you know what you're going to do? Probably get 65% of the people to actually buy it and watch it that way. And if that fight turns out to be interesting, do it again. Right? And then you can gradually start to raise the price. But my question is, why would you? Common sense tells me that if you start at $10... There's two ways you can make more money. Raise the price or raise the purchases. Right? So you can either say, hey, I have 10,000 people paying $10 to watch this fight. How do we make more money? Well, next time, I'm going to charge those same 10,000 people $20 to watch the fight. And then the next time, it'll be $30 to watch the fight. I say, don't do that. Because that's penalizing the people who are there, who are consistently there to watch your product, to support your product. Those, that's your fans. They want to be there. Don't screw them by saying, you got to keep giving me more and more and more and more and more. What you have to say is instead of 10,000 people paying $10 a month or $10 for this event, next time let's see if we can get 20,000 people to pay $10. And you know how you do that? You keep making the product better. You don't raise the price. Keep the price the same, the product better. Because I promise you, if they came out and said, hey, Canelo versus Caleb Plant, November 6th, that fight is on Showtime pay-per-view for $9.95. I promise you it would be the largest pay-per-view ever. You would sell more pay-per-views than that. You might get 10 million plus buys. At $9.95? And if you sold it for $9.95 and had 10 million people paying for it, you would make more money than you are selling it for probably the $79.95 they're going to price it at. But 
boxing knows they have zero confidence in their ability to sell that many pay-per-views. So they do the math and say, all right, if we're only going to get about 250,000 pay-per-view buys, we need to make this amount of money. How much do we have to sell each pay-per-view for to make this amount of money? And my question is, hey, dum-dums, if you were giving better product, you could sell more. Don't sell it for more, sell more. Do you understand what I'm saying? I will pay a dollar for anything in this world. If so, if listen, I can't tell you <laughs> how many podcast shows, how many artists have like someone will come up with a, a Patreon and say, "Listen, if you want to support the show for as little as a dollar a month, you can support." I'll go in there and give you the dollar. It'll come out of my bank account on a monthly basis. I don't even notice. It's a dollar. I waste a dollar on more than that. I can waste my dollar giving it to you because I listen to your podcast every week. I have a long commute to and from work. I listen to your podcast every week. Thank you for the fun. Here's a dollar. Ain't no sweat on me. And you would say, oh, if you have 10 followers and you only get a dollar from me, that's only $10 a month. Yeah, but if I have 10,000 followers giving me a dollar a month, I have $10,000. The price doesn't have to change. The viewership and the people purchasing has to change. And they will come and they will flock and they will pay if you're giving them really good product. The product has to be the first focus. It can't be the sales. You can't try to sell something that isn't worth selling. And that's what these boxing promoters are doing. They're trying to sell us pay-per-views that aren't worth it. It's not worth your money. It's not even worth your time. These are not the fights we want. Why hasn't Keith Thurman fought Errol Spence? Why? Because we don't want to see it. No, we do want to see it. We do. We would pay to see Keith Thurman fight Danny Garcia again. We would pay for it. We, listen, PBC, when they came back, was promised as, we're going to give you the fights you want to see, and they're going to be aired on TV for free, free of charge. No pay-per-view. It's on TV. Here you go. And you know what they did? It was great. It was great. They had a couple big fights, and it was like, oh, man, we're seeing the fights we want. We don't have to pay for it. Awesome. You know what was a big fight on there that turned out to be like a really entertaining fight? Paulie Malignaggi versus Danny Garcia turned out to be a really entertaining, fun fight to watch. Didn't cost you no money. You just had to sit down in front of your TV and put it on, and you got an entertaining fight. The next fight Danny had should have been against a top-level guy. And guess what? He fought Keith Thurman. And I believe that was on there for free, right? Didn't have to pay for it. It was right there for you. Awesome. We need more of those. Keep giving us those. Because guess what? The TV stations are going to pay the fighters to fight on their network if they're drawing the viewers. Because if they draw the viewers, they can sell the ad space. Hey, we don't want commercials in our boxing. No, we don't. But guess what you do? The little screen in screen. 
right? Right now, they're doing it at pay-per-view events. They're showing commercials. Right now, they're doing it on fights on TV. They're having the little screen go up. You ever watch football recently? They're having commercials while still showing you what's going on in the timeout during the game. They said, ref says TV timeout. The little screen goes up. Whoop, now it's a little box at the top. And the commercial is going. You got in the background. You got the, the players mingling around on the sideline talking, going with the coaches. And then it whoop, comes back, blows up, enlarges on the screen. And now you're back to the game. You just watched the commercial but still had what was going on at the game. Have that for the fights. Now I know what's going on in the corners is always entertaining to watch. We always want to know. It's great when they go from one corner and you hear, hey, you got to throw the right, you got to throw the left. Then they go to the other corner. Hey, you, he's going to throw the right and left. You got to do this, this. It's fun. We like it. We love all that. That's part of the experience. But guess what? You got within the ring, you have logos everywhere. That's advertising dollars. You got, you could have something scroll across the bottom. You can have advertisements scrolling across the bottom the entire time. We're watching the fight. We might notice. Cool. Maybe not. A company is going to pay you a million dollars to have their title scroll across the bottom of the screen for the entire third round. They'll pay you a million dollars for that if they knew you had six million people watching. Then it would be worth their money to invest in that. And if your price is a million per round, you got 12 rounds, $12 million just on the scroll. Right? So people will probably say, well, who's who's in control of all this? Who's running all this? Who's the head of all this? Because boxing, again, doesn't have a central commissioner. It's just governing bodies that do their own thing. Which is weird, but it's worked before. Boxing was king before. One of the one of the problems, aside from just paying for product that's not worth it, is because the goal is pay-per-view, what you have to do is protect your fighter. So you can't have them fight the really, really tough fights and run the risk of losing their perfect record. Because for whatever reason, people think it's still 1960 where being undefeated is so important. And if you're undefeated, you must be really good. So we need to have undefeated fighters fighting on the pay-per-view because then that'll convince everybody else that, hey, this is a good fight. This is worth watching because these are two undefeated guys. But the problem with that is, is as fight fans, we have to suffer because you're trying to appeal to the casuals that you're forgetting about us. We're smarter than that. We know that Berlanga and the super middleweight who's knocking everybody out, we know that he's not fighting stiff competition yet. Like, fight fans knew Deontay Wilder, who was 31-0 with 31 knockouts. We understood he wasn't fighting stiff competition yet. So, yeah, he's got that right hand, and yeah, it's dangerous, but what's going to happen when he goes against one of the better heavyweights? We don't know. We're interested to see. But we weren't going into the fights thinking this is the greatest heavyweight in the division. We had doubts because we know you're fighting, you're fighting some bum-bums. We know that we look at your resume. Your resume is full of garbage. 
We know that. So as fight fans, as your dedicated fans, as your core audience, why are we made to suffer? Because you're trying to manipulate records so that you can appeal to people who probably don't even give a damn about the sport. Why do we have to suffer? The UFC doesn't pander to non-UFC followers. They don't pander to me. They don't try to put on events that would appeal to me. They do right by their fans. And by doing right by their fans, you have casuals that'll come by every once in a while because Conor McGregor talks a lot of trash and is fun and entertaining. And we'll see him and be like, yo, I got to see that guy. And we'll watch that guy. And you know what? That event wasn't built for me. It was built for their fans. The fans of USC will watch that fight card and say, this is a great fight card. I have no idea who these guys are. I don't know nothing about these matchups. They didn't do it for me, but they made a great product. For their fans, for people who love UFC, who know something about UFC, it's a great event for them. And when I come in as a casual, I'm seeing high-level UFC. High-level. I'm not getting the trash. They're not giving me the garbage as the casual. I have to watch five garbage fights before I can get the main event that I came there to see. I'm going for the main event, and then I'm watching high-level fighting all the way up to the main event, and sometimes even saying, main event wasn't even the best fight of the night. Boxing's not doing that. They're giving you the main event you want to see, asking you to pay $100, and then giving you garbage. Until you get to that main event. And then the main event has to be so good. It has to be so amazing to make you feel like it was worth the money you spent. Now imagine. I'm not a boxing. No, not me. Imagine. You're not a boxing fan. You've heard for the last six months about Deontay Wilder. Oh, knockout artist knocking everybody out you watch the highlight you see the commercials they're promoting the fight all it is is right hand right hand right hand knockouts 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 they're showing you the dramatic clip of when he hit tyson fury in the first fight knocked him down he's laying there eyes closed all of a sudden bing, eyes pop open he gets up oh my god they got the triumphant music on he's telling you you're gonna have to kill me to take me out oh my god and you're like that looks cool but not interested Next day comes, you see the same, it's constantly, every time you turn on TV, it's there. Every time you turn on Instagram, it's popping up. Everywhere you go, it's there. And you start thinking, I kind of need to see that fight. You then say, you know what, I don't normally do this, but I want to watch that fight. You know what you do? You dish out the money for the pay-per-view. You have a couple of your buddies come over and say, guys, grab some beers, grab some wings and pizza, let's go, we're watching this fight. You tune in at 9 o'clock, that first fight comes on garbage well that was boring that was uninteresting no juice there stands aren't even full there's no excitement the second fight comes on garbage that was boring okay it's like uh it's like 10 30 now all right third fight comes on co-main event this should be good nah another snooze fest don't know who these guys are ain't no real excitement okay then you have to wait an extra 45 minutes before the ring walks because, hey, it's gambling going on. We got to wait for the West Coast. We got to let all the, the sports books close. We got to get everything. You know, we got to wait. So now you're sitting there 
It's now 11.30 and you're waiting for the ring walks. And then they have the ring walks and that takes forever. Then they got the national anthems. That takes forever. So now you're coming up on midnight. Fight's about to start. You're now hyped. Do you know? Do you, not under, do you understand how good that fight has to be for you to feel like it was worth your time? You sat through those other fights that you didn't care to see and they weren't good enough to keep you interested. You sat and waited as they stalled and stalled and stalled until they could have the ring walks. You sat through the exaggerated ring walks. You sat through the national anthems. You sat through all that. And now they're about to fight. That fight has to be amazing for you to feel like you didn't waste your time and money. And guess what? Chances are it won't match up to that. Because I wasn't a boxing fan to begin with. I was drawn in by this fight. And you gave me garbage for the rest of the card. So I don't understand that Tyson Fury is a skilled boxer and he might have to stay away. I don't understand any of that. All I know is this guy was a knockout artist. This guy was saying he's going to knock him out. I want to see it. I don't understand what's going on. So that fight has to be made. Somebody better die. <laughs> hey, Deontay Wilder better punch him in his head. has to fly off into the stands for me to feel like this was worth my time and money. My buddies who don't really like boxing either are sitting there saying the same thing. Now, the fight goes eight rounds. It, they stop it. Oh, great, cool. Not, that wasn't as exciting as it should have been. That wasn't worth $100. Sorry, y'all. We spent all this money on pizza and beer and wings, and you guys came over. It's 1230. We tired. We got, we got to go to pick tulips with the wife in the morning. <laughs> that was a waste of my damn time. That's what we feel like. And that's too often what happens in boxing. Is they give you these fight cards with a main event, sure. All the, the, uh, the entire undercard is trash. Not disrespecting the fighters. Not saying you guys are garbage, but... The matchmaking wasn't anything special. You guys are, they didn't do anything to, to, to make you guys interesting to us. It's, it's highly, every once in a while, Floyd Mayweather was good at this, or his promotion team, whoever was in charge of it was good at the undercard being the next guy up. Like a guy who was exciting, who was fun to watch, who was great to watch, who you put on the undercard and you were interested in that. But too often because these promoters refuse to work together because their guy's undefeated, your guy's undefeated, neither one of you want to lose that, that record. Because as long as you have the undefeated fighter, you have a chance of being the headliner on the pay-per-view, and then you might make a bunch of extra money. But if you lose that that O, if you go if you're 27 and 1, people are gonna be out on you, nobody's gonna want to watch you on pay-per-view, and then we can't promote you. And everyone's trying to just protect their record. And so we don't get the fights we want. To have as many top-level fighters at 147 as you have, and for them guys to not have all faced each other, maybe even multiple times? Look, I can, I, I can confidently and comfortably speak for every single boxing fan and say, if you're a fan of boxing and you watch a fight and it's a great fight, guess what you would like to see? Let's see him do it again. Yeah. Fight a second time. And if that second fight is great, guess what? I'm going to watch a third time. I'll watch you fight as many times as you want to. As long as that fight is entertaining and competitive. So if Errol Spence Jr. fights Terrence Crawford and Terrence Crawford wins and it's a close fight, split decision, action packed. Oh, my God, this was amazing. You're going to make money in a rematch. 
Give us the first one free. And if the product is good, we will pay for a rematch. We will offer to pay you for a rematch. That's the what isn't that isn't that what we should be getting as fans? Instead of you pandering to the to the casual fan who doesn't like your sport. They don't want they don't have interest in your sport. And you're trying to gain them. Meanwhile, you're screwing over the people who love your sport. You're ruining the sport for us. You're making someone like me who loves boxing not want to watch these events. Give me something to go tell somebody about. Let me be your advertising. Let me have the fight party because, guys, you have to come see this fight. This is going to be awesome. Dudes will get together for any reason. Hey, you know what the NFL doesn't have to do anymore? They don't have to promote the Super Bowl. They don't. People are going to get together and have Super Bowl parties. They don't have to promote it anymore. You know what else they don't have to promote anymore? Fantasy football. They don't have to promote it anymore. People are going to get together, have a fantasy draft. They're going to have fantasy leagues. They're going to do all this. They already, they put in the groundwork. They gave you an entertaining product. You took it. You now have it ingrained in you that this is what you want to be a part of and you're going to do it. They never have to mention fantasy football again. They could just sit back and collect the money. Passive income, baby. (laughs) Boxing. You shouldn't have to promote your pay-per-view events. We can do it for you as the fans. If we knew, if we knew, like the Super Bowl, you you now announce the date. People already know having a Super Bowl party or I'm going to a Super Bowl party. Every year it's this time. If you said, look, every three months, we're going to have a massive, massive event. I promise you, boxing fans will make sure they have parties around it and they will have friends there who are not boxing fans. But you know what they're going to start to love? That event. You know how many people go to Super Bowl parties and don't watch the game? They just love that gathering. Everybody gets together. We're all having fun, laughing, playing, drinking, games, all that other stuff. There's the people there that want to watch the game. There's the people that just love the party. You can have the same thing in boxing. You can make it must-see events where people have to see it. But before you can get to that point where people are willing to pay whatever you ask them for, or you can sell a pay-per-view for $10 and get 50 million buys, before you ever can get to that level, you have to take a loss first. And the fighters don't have to take the loss. The promoters do. Al Heyman shouldn't look at someone and say, hey, I can't give you $10 million for this fight because if I give you $10 million, then I can only walk away with 500000 Pay the fighter now. Take the short now because later on, that fighter's getting $10 million, you're getting twenty. The money will come if the product is good. All these guys are wondering, why is boxing, what's happening to boxing? Boxing's down. The money will come if the product is good. Guess what happened to Triller? Teofimo Lopez was supposed to fight on Triller. Oh, we're legit. We're a legit company. We are going to be the new house of boxing. At Over. It's over for them. 
The Lopez fight is now going to DAZN. What happened to Triller? I'll tell you what happened to Triller. The product wasn't good. They had the Jake Paul fight. He fought on Triller. It was a big event. The event was a garbage. Jake Paul made headlines. The event was trash. Right? Their events were terrible. I don't want to be a part of it. This is terrible. And their numbers reflected it. And so that's that's where Jake Paul comes from. Because Jake Paul gets to come in now and say, all right, look. I put stuff out on YouTube for free. You didn't have to pay for it. I did all this stuff on social media. You didn't have to pay for it. I've built up a fan base. You didn't have to pay for it. You know who I am. You like me. You support me. Now if I go do this endeavor and I ask you to pay 50 bucks, you're willing to pay 50 bucks for it because you support me. And he's got that. And he came into boxing. And you know what he did? Let somebody else put up their money to promote this event. And my supporters will come and in flocks and droves support me. I'll get more money than I was ever getting. And if it doesn't work, I don't take the loss because I didn't front nothing. That promotion company did. And everyone's like, well, is Jake Paul good or bad for the sport? And some people say, oh, Jake Paul's great for the sport because he's bringing a lot of eyes to boxing. No, he's not. No, he's not. Hey, hate to be the bearer of bad news. People who are watch, who watched the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight, people who showed up to that event, if they're not fans of boxing, they're not there for boxing. They're there to watch Jake Paul either win or lose. They're not then turning around to watch ESPN on the next Saturday night when they have an event. They're not doing. They don't care. They're not. You're not converting them through Jake Paul. That Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight card was not taking somebody who doesn't normally watch boxing and making them say, I'm a boxing fan now. No, you're a fan of Jake Paul or you hate Jake Paul and you watched it for that reason. When Jake Paul's fighting, we're going to watch. Jake Paul's not fighting, don't care. That's the truth. That's what it was like in the NFL. People weren't watching just any Monday night game because they wanted to. They weren't just watching on Sunday. They're watching any game they can. They were watching their team play. You know what the NFL did? We need to figure out a way to get people to watch these games, even if it's not their team. Why do people watch? Because they have a rooting interest. There's something about it that makes them want to watch. What can we do? Fantasy football. You're now drafting players from every team in the league, putting together a roster. You want them to do well. Now you're going to watch all the games on Sunday. How can we make that easier for you? Red zone channel. You put that on anytime a team gets within in, within a red zone, which is within inside the 20-yard line, we got it. We'll show you all the scoring plays. We'll show you, take you from game to game, bounce around. You put that channel on all day long, football, nonstop, no commercials. Bang, you got your fix. Now you're interested in the league. You have a rooting interest in the entire NFL. Genius move. You know what boxing's doing? Hey, if people watch Jake Paul fight, that means that they'll be interested in boxing. They must really like boxing. He's good for the sport. He's got more eyes on the sport. They'll come watch us now. No, they won't. No, they won't. 
if you have a million people watch a Jake Paul fight, if 75% of them don't like boxing, so 750,000 of those people don't normally watch boxing, how many of those 750K do you think is going to come back the next week when you have another boxing event? 100,000? Now, imagine if that next boxing event, they had to pay for. How many of those 100,000 are going to pay for it? I could tell you, none. Because I wasn't that into boxing, so I don't even know who this guy is you're asking me to pay for. And I'm not about to pay to watch some guy that I don't even know. So boxing is not even working with Jake Paul to say, hey, when you have an event, let us know what you're thinking for the date. And we're going to schedule something the very next week for our big guys. Hey, we're going to have Canelo fight the very week after Jake Paul's fight. They don't do that. They don't work together. Nobody's trying to capitalize on the moment. They just think, oh, Jake Paul's fighting. People are watching boxing. People are talking about boxing. They're, we're now gaining new fans. No, you're not. You're not gaining any fans. None of Jake Paul's supporters are, are, are becoming fans of boxing. You want to know why? Because go online. They're not talking about Jake Paul fighting boxers. They're talking about who's the next MMA bum that Jake Paul's going to knock out. That's what his fans are talking about. They're not saying, hey, listen, do we think Jake Paul could beat this guy or that guy? Do you think Jake Paul could actually fight Canelo? Do you think Jake Paul? Oh, they're not doing that. You know who's doing that? Boxing fans. Guys who already love boxing, watch boxing, keep saying, man, if this guy fought a boxer, he's getting his head knocked off. And you know what we do? We realize he ain't never going to fight a boxer. So we're out now. We're disinterested. We're not interested in anymore. We're not interested in Jake Paul anymore. I'll talk about it because I have a show and I'm not going to ignore what's happening in the sports world if it's of importance. And let's face it, Jake Paul's existence is important because it's creating conversation. And you have people on either side who love it or hate it, think it's good or bad. But when they talk about what it's doing good for the sport, boxing has, hasn't, has had zero positive trajectory because of Jake Paul. Because they're not watching boxing. They're watching Jake Paul. Get it through your heads. Nobody's coming from Jake Paul to watch boxing. They're watching their guy, Jake Paul. Hey, do you want to know why I'm unfamiliar with Caleb Plant? Because I wasn't watching Caleb Plant. Because Caleb Plant wasn't promoted, wasn't pushed to be, hey, here's the next guy. It wasn't put in my face that way. It wasn't presented that way. You know, when I started paying attention to Caleb Plant, when I found out Canelo might fight him next, then I went and looked him up. Because I am more of a casual fan than a diehard on Ring Magazine, on Ring.com, on all these fight sites, looking at all this stuff, studying who's the next guy, who's the guy in the amateurs that's going to turn pro. I'm not doing that. I'm way more of a casual fan than a diehard like that. And I think that's what most fight fans are. We know the guys we know. Through those guys, we kind of get exposed to guys underneath. We start to look at the rankings. As you start matching guys together, we start learning more of the fighters. But what you're not doing is you're not giving us the matchups that would get us to be interested in these lower level guys and build them up. They can't hold on their own because we don't know them.
And anytime you put them on your card, you're matching them with far superior talent. And you're sacrificing them so that your superior talent looks great. So we think he's a megastar and a giant. He's amazing. But then you never, like, you never have him fight the other guy that's amazing. Because you're not getting the money you want. Because as fight fans, we understand, oh, we know this guy. We've seen him fight before. We've never seen this guy before. And when you match him up, we could tell there's levels. These guys aren't on the same level. I can't give him tons of credit for that. Because we understand what you're doing. Because you're trying to tiptoe your way to a mega fight. And then you're giving us one mega fight. You're charging us an insane amount of money. The undercard is underwhelming. We're losing interest. That's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. It's not hard to tell. So Jake Paul is allowed to come in. Logan Paul is allowed to come in and exist because there's no other there's no other interest in the sport. So whatever. There's nothing to protect. It's like, oh, he's he's diminishing the sport. He's making us look bad. No, he's not. Because the real boxing fans understand you're fighting retired MMA guys. Not current fighters, retired. Guys who have retired from MMA. Guys who were considered washed up until you pulled them out. Guys who we wouldn't think would beat any boxers. And you're trying to fight more of them. And we know you fight a boxer, you getting put to sleep. Like he keeps taunting Canelo, mocking Canelo. There's not a human being on this planet who thinks he is going to do anything with Canelo. I personally, me personally, I wish he would. I wish Canelo would agree to fight him. I wish he would. And I wish he would get in the ring with Jake Paul and beat the living hell out of him. (laughs) I wish he would. I wish he would. Not for Jake Paul, because listen, we all know. Everyone knows Jake Paul doesn't think he could beat Canelo. Jake Paul, in, in no world, no thought in his mind, ever thinks I'm beating Canelo Alvarez. But what he does think is, I can make so much money that after, even if I lose that fight, even when I lose that fight, I'll have so much money, I'll never have to fight again. I'll never have to do anything again. I could easily make $35 million off that fight. And my fans are going to give me so much credit and consider me a god because I even got in there with Canelo Alvarez. That I'm not going to lose anything. I'm only going to gain. I want that payday. Right? So it's not for him. It's not. I don't want him to get beat up so that he learns a lesson. No. I want all his supporters to learn a lesson. I want all his. I want the world to watch and see that there are levels. That you can't just walk into someone's arena and think that because you're popular that you're on their level that you could do what they do i i i want to show that Jake Paul 
is not a good boxer in comparison to boxers. Jake Paul is not a good boxer compared to MMA guys learning to box. Jake Paul's better than the average novice who goes to the gym once a week and trains in boxing. He's better than that. He ain't nowhere near a level that would allow him to compete against boxers. He would lose to most guys who have been boxing, even if they're amateurs. He's losing. And Canelo is a fighter, has been a fighter since he was a child. He will go in there and do things to Jake Paul that we didn't think people, a human could do to someone else. Because you see Canelo fighting other high-level fighters. So you don't understand how far superior to an average person Canelo is in fighting. Now, we get it because we're boxing fans. Jake Paul fans, they don't get it. They see Jake Paul drop Nate Robinson on his face and think, if he catches Canelo, he's going to do the same. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That, that's, that's not how it works. Canelo has been hit by real punchers. He's taken real shots from real fighters who know how to turn over punches, who know how to set up punches, who hit him with things he didn't see coming. He's fought the best of the best. That, that's, that's not Nate Robinson. You're not standing across from Nate Robinson. That's not Tyron Woodley. You're not standing across from Tyron Woodley. That's Canelo. Now, I know it, it, it'll never happen because I don't think anyone in the boxing community wants to give Jake Paul that payday because then you're just basically giving the crying child the toy that he wants in the store. Right? Where it's like, that guy walks away with exactly what he wants and you walk away feeling like, well, you get no credit because you just beat up the guy we knew you would beat up. So it's a waste. So he's not doing anything good for the sport. He's not hurting the sport. It doesn't hurt the sport. What really hurts the sport is the promoters trying to push pay-per-view and trying to only feel like, hey, my guy only has one shot at this, and we can only get this one mega fight, so we have to build up this mega fight. And then we can get the big, big pay-per-view and make a bunch of money and then just coast till the next mega fight. It's wrong. We don't need mega fights. You need big fights. You're trying to set up this mega fight, so you're having guys toil around for years, running around each other, ducking each other for years. And you think that the longer it goes, the more it builds up. Hey, the more he fights these bums and wins and knocks them out, and the more this other guy does the same thing, and they both keep winning, and they keep talking about each other and egging each other on and keep throwing shots at each other, the more longer and longer it goes, the more and more interest we have. No, the less interest we have. Pay-per-view is almost like an impulse buy, right? Like you buy it off impulse. You just saw something amazing and you say, I got to buy this fight. I'll tell you what, man. They're having, they're having the, uh, the Fox is having the fight, right? Again, when you're listening to this, this already happened. I apologize. But the Wild and Fury fight was a Fox pay-per-view, right? Imagine if every night, if every night leading up to the fight, they had the greatest fights from each of these boxers. 
Imagine if on Monday night it was Deontay Wilder, one of Deontay Wilder's fights where he knocked somebody out. Imagine if Tuesday it was it was Fury. Imagine if on Wednesday it was Wilder. Thursday it was Fury. Friday it was Wilder. Wilder and Fury on Friday night. Imagine if you were watching their their most impressive fights the whole week leading up. That's what you were you were checking it out. Come Saturday, you'd want to see that fight. Now imagine if on Saturday they say, hey, we're, we're gonna sell you the fight. You gotta watch, you wanna watch the fight? It costs $10. You would probably pay because you just saw the night before the first and the second fight. And you're like, I want to see a third one. I'll pay $10. Boop, drop it down. Look, man, I, I've, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. The bottom line is pay-per-view is a silly model. And if everything you're doing is basing around creating interest in that pay-per-view, if you're protecting guys' records... So that they don't have losses and you're putting them in against guys who are uninteresting and guys who can't put up competition because they're not on the same level because you want guy A to have a perfect record. The problem is, is we're losing interest in guy A because we're never seeing him tested. If guy A loses, that doesn't mean we're not going to support him anymore. Casual fans might not, but your diehards will. And you know what? If I watch two guys slug it out. Slug it out for 12 rounds. The most exciting fight. I don't care who won or lost. I don't care. I just watched a great fight. The next time either one of those guys fights, I promise you, I'm checking it out. So if you put two guys in there, Errol Spence Jr., Keith Thurman, who really want to win, that's gonna they're going to slug it out. It doesn't matter who wins or loses that fight. If it's a great fight, when either one of them fight again, we're going to go watch. Now, don't charge me the pay-per-view to watch next time. Let it be free on TV. Let me say, oh, that's the guy I just saw him fight. I saw him fight a couple months ago. It was amazing. I'm going to watch that. And it's free. That's awesome. I'm going to watch that. And that guy over there, I just saw him fight that other guy. He's fighting too the next month. I'm going to watch that too. They're both free. Now I've just watched three fights from your guys. I'm interested. I'm in now. And every time I watch, they put up a great fight. You now have a fan. And you didn't charge a dime for it. But because you have an extra fan watching that event, because you have an extra fan watching that event, you now are getting the ad revenue because you have the viewership. Because views equal money. Even if it's not a pay-per-play type of situation, the advertisers will advertise on your event on national TV because you have the viewership. The eyeballs are going to see. People spend tons of money on Instagram and Facebook to advertise because they know there's millions of people on these apps at any given time. And you don't pay for the app. We don't pay for Instagram. We don't pay for Facebook. We don't pay for Twitter. But you get the advertiser because you have the eyeballs. Get eyeballs on your sport, the money will come. Stop trying to get the money before the eyes. Stop saying, hey, we're boxing. We only have 100,000 fans every every night. Every time we have an event, we only have 100,000 people watching. So we got to charge you $100 each so we can make our money. No, figure out how to get more than 100,000 people to watch. And you know how you do it? You give good product 
over and over and over and over. Hey, guess what? Many people don't start out the gate with a podcast with a million listeners. I got news for you. My numbers, they not impressive at all. Not impressive at all. This is episode six. Most people quit a podcast after about seven episodes because they're not getting the return that they thought they were going to get. Because I'm I'm be honest with you. I thought when I put out episode one, that was going to blow up. When I put out the second episode, when I said I, the third episode, when I said I fixed college football, I thought that one was going to blow. Guess what? It did better than episode two. Episode four did better than episode three. Episode five did better than episode four. And I'm hoping this does better than episode five. And the next one I hope is better. And you keep building. And guess what? After a year, after 52 episodes, consistently putting it out every Thursday, consistently, the fan base will continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. Or it won't. But if it doesn't, it's not because you guys are dumb. It's not because I wasn't charging you. It's because the product wasn't good. See, I'm focused on trying to deliver a great product for you guys to listen to. I'm trying to give you something that when you're driving in your car, you put it on and you could just chill. You could argue back and forth with me. Look, I talk trash about Matt Stafford and guess what? Somebody going to tell me you need to walk that back. And guess what? I'm about to start moonwalking. Because <laughs> the fall off hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I still listen. I still think it's going to happen. But what I'm saying is you might be listening to me and thinking that I'm a complete idiot and thinking, no, you're wrong about that. And then other times you're thinking, yo, sometimes you'll be right. I know. That's why I called it that. But the point is, if I'm giving good product, you're going to listen and you're going to tell somebody to listen. And if I'm making good product, if enough people start listening, it's going to start showing up on algorithms. And then new people are going to start listening. The people are going to start joining the cyber family. And then you grow. But you have to grow. You have to give a good product consistently before you can ever ask people to start investing in it. And boxing right now is not giving you good product consistently. They're giving you a bunch of garbage wrapped in nice paper. And as a boxing fan, I'm tired of it. Give me what I want. Give me what I deserve as a fan of your sport. Give me the best of the best. Give me the guys who want to fight each other. Let them fight each other. Manny Pacquiao, one of the greatest fighters of all time, has a loss on his resume. Right now, your current cash cow, Canelo Alvarez, has a loss. And guess what? If he loses to Caleb Plant, we're not going to stop watching. You're not going to lose fans because Canelo loses his next fight. Canelo could lose his next four fights. We still going to watch because we still love Canelo. He can lose. If you have the Dodo Bird casual fans who think, this guy has a loss, he can't be good. Guess what? People are going to watch the Fury Wilder 3 fight. You want to know why? Because it's a heavyweight fight and we know that both guys got knockout power. Both guys don't like each other. Both guys are trash talking. Last two fights were competitive. They were entertaining. We're going to watch again. And if Fury loses, we're not going to say we'll never watch Fury again. Because we're fans of the sport. We understand that if two guys are fighting each other, one of you has to lose. And we're not faulting you for losing. We want good product. We want good fights. Screw who wins or loses. Give me the great fight. Leo Santa Cruz lost no 
credit, no love, because he got knocked out to Tank Davis. You know what we said? That was a hell of a fight while it lasted. And there's a lot of people, me included, who started watching Leo Santa Cruz because I saw him on an undercard and he was a hell of a fighter. And we said, when that guy fights again, I'm checking it out. Give us the good fighters. Give us the good fights. Give us what we want. The eyeballs will come if you have the product. Right now, you got garbage. And nobody wants to watch it. Give us the good fights. The eyeballs will come. The money will come. That's my time for today, y'all. Thank you for joining me. Again, next week, we're going to be back to our regular program. We're going to have a lot more to talk about. We're going to talk about the games. Listen, man, it's my anniversary this week. Got to do what I got to do. Happy wife, happy life. Listen, thank you guys so much for joining me. Check me out on Instagram at the John Farris. Follow me. Comment. Let's interact. Let me know what you guys are thinking of the show. Let me know what you guys think about the name Cyber Family. S-I-B-R. Sometimes I'll be right. Let me know what you guys think of that. Maybe we get some merch going. Let me know what you can. Let's just interact, man. Come join the community. I'm trying to build something here. I want everybody to be a part of it. Listen, I hope you have a great week. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Watch the fight. Listen, get in touch with me. Let me know what you guys thought of the fight. Let's interact with this, man. Let me know what you guys think of this. Listen, sometimes I'll be right, man. What can I say? These are my thoughts, my opinions, my show. We six deep. We're going to keep going, baby. We're going to keep building better product each week. Thank you guys for listening so much. God bless. Have a good week.